Get Up With God. Good morning to you. I'm your host, Dylan Maverick. I'm glad to see you this morning. Thanks for being with me. It is a beautiful day to start in the Word of God. We're going to open our Bible this morning and read. Let me pray for you. I'm going to share some news that we've heard over the past couple days so you can stay abreast to what's going on in our nation and in the world. And then we're going to get into the Bible and we're going to continue on talking about keeping God's power in our life. This is part two. So let's continue talking about that. But let's get into the word this morning. Um, Let's pray and start our day the right way. Would you agree? Let's do it. So let's pray, welcome God, and uh, say good morning to our Lord and get started here. So Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you and praise you. We give you the time of our day. We give you the first fruits of our day. Everything that we do, Lord, we want to recognize you in it. We want you to be involved in our lives, and we want to give our lives to you. So Lord, we welcome you in our lives this morning. We thank you for all that you do for us. We lift you up. We magnify you. We thank you, Lord. We love you, and we worship you. We just ask for your help today in everything that we do. Lord, be with us. We invite you into everything. We don't do anything without you. We don't exclude you. We include you in everything that we do. Any decisions that we need to make, Lord, before we have to make them, before anything comes up in our our life or anything's have to be done, we include you in it, Lord. We seek you, seek your face, and we honor you, and we thank you for all that you are and all that you have done and all that you will do, Lord. You're a faithful God to us. We just love you and worship you this morning, and we just ask for your help as we read your word, Lord, that you'd lead us and guide us through your scriptures, through the word that you've given us. Help us and lead us uh, with your Holy Spirit to give us insight for the future and for our life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I'm glad to see you this morning. Hope you're doing well. You look great. You you look great this morning, but uh, thanks for joining so much, so much to go over this morning, and uh, Hopefully we get through it all. So good morning, everybody. I see you guys commenting. Thanks for being with me. Um, looks like the Wi-Fi's hanging up on me, but that's okay. We'll get past this. But it's good to see you this morning. Let's get into some of the news that we've seen, and then we're going to get back into keeping God's power involved in our life. I'm going to show you why we need God's power in our life. Um, let me show you some articles I saw. And the reason I show this stuff, if you haven't yet, read it. If you don't follow Mario Murillo, he's an evangelist across the nation. Um, I highly encourage you follow him and uh, get his blog posts and stuff like that. If you've seen his blog post or you've read it, just drop a comment in the comment section and let me know that you've read it or you've seen it. Um, hugely important right now, especially in today's time, uh, why, why it's important that Christians are, uh, um, involved in what's going on in the news and what's going on in the nation what's going on on the planet whether whether you're from america or you're from a different country uh, it's important that you as a christian are involved in what's going on in your nation or your community because it's essential and important for the safety of your family for the uh reaching the nation and things like that to be know to know what's going on and know what you're up against uh, very important so um I'd encourage you to go back and read Mario Murillo's uh, um, blog post. In fact, what I'm going to do is after this, I'm I'm going to um, I'm going to make a link available on on Get Up with God. I'm going to um, I'll probably I'll put it on Facebook. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it on Facebook and Twitter, and um, um, make a link available to the article. That Mario Murillo, um, that Mario Murillo wrote about um, the importance of Christians' involvement and things like that, 
And so I'm going to just set a little reminder for myself, but I think that's really important, especially nowadays with what, what's going on in our nation and things like that, um, to, uh, to be relevant what's going on. And, uh, let me share that with you guys today, but please read it, go through it. It's an important read. It's a good read, but it's important. It's anointed and it will help you. And, uh, so I'm going to post that here. So anyway, it's good to see you this morning. Look at, look at you awake early, ready to get your day started. What a great thing. Hope you've got your ca- uh, coffee or caffeinated beverage, and uh, I've got mine. I love these drinks. These are the uh, sparkling ice plus caffeine. So these are the drinks I love, but they have a little caffeine in them. Um, they know they must have known that I was coming after them because I love the drinks, but now they've got caffeine included in them, which is wonderful. So um, I can use it to get the day started. But let me share you the share this article with you, and uh, I'll put it up here, and then I'll read it to you. You may not um, may be able to see it when I first pull it up, but I'll make it big so you can see the whole thing. But this is an article I saw um, yesterday, and then actually someone shared it with me um, either last night or early this morning. I saw it, and so check this out. This is a first grade teacher. Here, let me blow it up so you can see it a little bigger. A first grade teacher tells kindergartners when babies are born that doctors look that the doctors looks and then they make a guess on whether the baby is a boy or girl and it actually goes into the uh, um, article here so take a second look at that hang on one second for me so it says I'm a man hold on Sorry about that. I was pulling it up here. So, so I'm a man, but when I was a baby, the doctors told my parents I was a girl and so many parents gave me a name that girls typically have. They bought me clothes that girls typically wear until I was 18 years old. Everyone thought I was a girl. And this was a super, super uncomfortable for me because I knew that wasn't right. This is an exact quote. This was directly pulled from the, the conversation he was having the way I like to describe it or he or she, I don't know if it was a guy or girl. And the way I like to describe it is like wearing an, a super itchy sweater. The longer you wear it, the itchier it gets. The only way you make the itching stop is to have everyone see and know the person that you really are. So when I cut, when I was 18, I told my family and my friends that I'm really a boy. And it was like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders. And I had the freedom to be who I truly am. And even though the experience is super challenging, sometimes it made me the person I am. And I'm super... Uh, super proud to be transgender. So just so you put this in perspective for you, this was uh, a teacher, first grade teacher, and this is a direct quote of what he or she was telling her students, their students. I mean, this is directly pulled from the, um, from the little speech that he was, they were giving to the students. And this is a huge problem. (laughs) That's not okay. This, this is, you're getting an exact idea of what grooming is um, and indoctrinating a child with thoughts and ideas that they wouldn't have had on their own had this not type of thing been introduced to them. This is not okay. This is absolutely not okay. Um, Notice in it, if you read back in it, let me pull it up bigger so you can see it again. Notice in this section here. um, So when I was 18, I told my family, oh no, go back up. That was like 
the, the way that I like to describe it is like wearing a super itchy sweater. The longer you wear it, the itchier it gets. And the only way to make the itching stop is to have everyone see and know the person that you really are. So, so what you're saying is your security, a person like this, what this person is saying is their security in themselves is not in anything other than what people think of them. So see, see, they don't understand how backwards this is. They don't understand the impact they have on children is they're what hit, what they're communicating to children is that without the other people's approval, without other people seeing me as I want to be seen, I can't have security within myself. That is completely backwards. There couldn't be anything more off than that, that you need someone else's approval to feel like you're right in your own skin. I don't need anybody's approval. I could have everybody on the planet completely against me as long as I've got the word of God and, I've, and, I, and I'm led by the Holy Spirit on it, as long as it's doctrinal within the word of God. It, it won't, it doesn't bother me at all what people think about me. It doesn't even, I don't even, I mean, I don't even, I could care less. I could probably, I don't know that I could care less. I think I've cared as little as possible that I can, but this is not teaching doctrinal things or, or solid doctrinal things. This is grooming a child to think, well, you know, uh, I've got to be a certain way and I've got to feel a certain way. And if I feel a certain way, I've got to go that direction. No, that's not true. And, and, and listen, if there's a doctor that's confused about what a child is when the child's born, that, that doctor does not need to be practicing, um, uh, be a practicing physician at all. They should be, in fact, they should be locked up. That's pretty insane to me. Um, and I'm showing you this stuff for a reason. And then uh, here's a second article I saw yesterday on the Daily Wire. Uh, another, another state tells, this is out of Jersey, another state tells teachers it can hide students' gender identity from parents. Here's a, let me show you a clause within the, um, students bylaws within the school. This is happening right now. This isn't like something that happened in 2004 or, or hypothetical. This is, this is right now what's happening in New Jersey. Listen to this. Um, it says yet another state is telling teachers they can hide students' gender identity from their parents unless the student gives permission to the parents. New Jersey Education Department's official guidance on the subject states, this is a quote pulled from the direct official guidance, a school district shall accept a student a student's asserted gender identity and parental consent is not required. So if a kid comes in and says, Hey, I'm a, uh, Hey, I, I feel like I'm a, a boy. Uh, I need you to call me or a girl comes in. I feel like I'm a boy. You need to start calling me by a boy name. And, uh, I need to be identified as a boy. The teachers, not only are they authorized to do that they're they are informed and, uh, directed to keep the that in privacy between them and the school. A school district personnel should have an open but confidential discussion with the student to ascertain the student's preference on matters such as chosen. Uh, hold on, I'm sorry. It's not pulled up all the way. But let me pull it up in here. I can't, it's not pulled up all the way on my phone. Uh, should students should preference on matters such as chosen name, chosen pronoun to use and parental consent. Anyway, it goes on and says parental consent is not required. Parental consent is not required. 
uh, excuse me. No, that doesn't, that doesn't sound right to me. It's not right to me, but the reality of it is this, this is happening right now. The reason I'm showing you these things is so that you understand the relevance of it and the, and the, uh, constant push that, that is going on. So the way you have to think and understand about what the enemy is doing is there's a constant wall being pushed against Christianity and humanity, evil, an evil wall being pushed against. And unless we put pressure up against that wall that's coming against us, our family, the Christian body as a whole, or, you know, sin-free life, so to speak, but evil's coming against us, unless we put pressure up against that wall, that wall's going to keep coming. We have to push up against it to stop it and keep the tidal wave of evil from coming against our communities, against our local community, our state community, our national community. We have to put resistance up against it or it will continue to come. It won't stop. And this is the same for your personal life. So turn with me into 1 Corinthians. We're going to turn into 14. Uh, keeping God's power in your life. The, that wall of evil, of destruction, of, of uh, death and you know stealing from your life. The enemy is going to keep that going until forever. There's not going to be a time where the enemy lays, uh, 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 lightens up on the load. He's going to continue coming and coming until, uh, until he destroys you, until he completely comes against you, completely comes against your family, and uh, completely turns the tide for you for the worse. He's not going to stop. And the second you let your guard down, the second you give up on things, that pressure keeps continuing. It doesn't stop. It is, a, it is like the tide on the beach that continues to wash up on the beach side and continues to wash up. And unless you're there to dig the moat out to divert that and stop that tidal wave of evil in your own life, it's going to continue to come. This is, this is not something that you tiptoe around. This is not something you play with and you, you get involved a little bit or you, you don't sometimes. You have to be completely dedicated to the things of God to stop the tidal wave of evil coming in your life. So turn with me into 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Um, so it's important, especially in these times, to keep God's power in your life. What can you do to keep God's power? Yesterday we talked about in Acts chapter 2, and Jesus's, Jesus ascended to heaven after his death and burial, and then he rose again, prophesied to the, uh, to the disciples, uh, told them that they need to be empowered with the Holy Ghost before he, or after he leaves, and, and be empowered with the Holy Ghost before they go to minister so that they have the power to go and minister and to help. And so we have that same power available to us. We talked about yesterday that that dispensation of the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, came after Jesus ascended to heaven, and he's sitting right next to God right now in heaven. He's not dead. Uh, you know, we're the only religion in, in history that claims to have an alive God. Every other God and every other religion is dead. And they openly admit that. They know Buddha's dead. They know every other god of their religion is dead. They, they, they openly admit that. Why would you want to serve a dead god? Our god, our God, our Lord, Jesus, died, and then he rose again. He, never, he didn't stay dead. He took the keys of death, hell, and grave, rose again. Jesus is the answer to any issue that you could face in life. So to keep God's power, the power that Jesus referred to in your life, let's turn to, to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. 
And one of the gifts that he gives, gives us is when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, he said that the evidence of that would be speaking in other tongues, a, a new language that you receive. And there's power that comes with that. In Jude 1, it says that, it says that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, that you pray, uh, you pray your faith to a higher level. You, you build your faith up when you pray in the Holy Ghost. And like we read a couple weeks ago, Luke 18, Jesus said, well, I find faith on the earth. Well, we need to continue, continually build our faith. So our faith doesn't wane because when your faith level goes down, that's when fear is dominant. When you, when you're dominated by fear, when you're scared of these things that we see, I'm not scared of these things at all that are going on in our country that are going on in our nation. It doesn't scare me whatsoever. It, it, it empowers me because I get stronger in the word. When I see these things come up, I know that there's a strong wave. I know that there's an attack of the enemy, and it doesn't scare me. I, there's there's literally nothing that scares me. I don't. I, I'm not. I used to get scared a lot when I was younger, and um, it's not because I got older. I've just gotten more and more confident towards God. I believe God. I trust God. I believe His Word. I don't. I don't get scared easily, and I'm not bragging. I'm not trying to be braggadocious or trying to c- compare myself to anybody. I am convinced of the Word of God. I'm convinced that when God says something that it's for me, I don't get in fear about the things that are happening in society. You know, the reason I'm moving my daughter is to take action. We're looking at schools. We're going to look at a school this morning. You know, I'm going, we're going early before I I get my day started uh, at the workplace that I've got, we're looking at a school you know, and, and hopefully it's a good fit, but it's a private entity, something that we can control what goes in her ears. Yes. You want to control your daughter? I don't want to control her. I want to control what's in, input into her, because until she's of the right age, she's got to. We're her. We're her caretakers. We're responsible for her. So I'm not scared. There's no fear at all. It's about taking action. I'm empowered by the Word of God, and that's what we have to be. We have to be empowered by the Word of God. You have to. You have to wake up with an intention on using the Word of God as your sword. In the battles of what we're dealing with on an everyday basis. If it's just a storybook to you, there's no power to it. But the Bible says that the word of God is spirit and it's life. We're going to read here in John that if we ever get to the scripture here, we read, we're going to read in John that the word of God, when we, when we have the spirit, when we receive the spirit of God, the, we pray out mysteries, but then in John, it says that it, it's the word, it's truth to us. It's light to us. It leads us and helps us in what we do. So let's read this in, in first Corinthians 14. Let's start in verse two for he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto God for unto God, no man understands him. How be in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. How be it? In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. So we need mysteries revealed for our life. So there's mysteries in life, not mysteries like you see on TLC or you see on the History Channel, you know, murder mysteries and things like that. As fun as those are to watch and, you know, relive these events that have happened in the past. No, there's mysteries in your life and in my life that we need to reveal. And the only way to reveal them for the next steps of our life to get further in our life is by praying them out by the spirit. Um, how be it in the spirit, he speaks mysteries, 
For he that prophesies speaks unto men edification and exhortation and comfort. But he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself, for that, but that he prophesies edifies the church. So this is for you. This isn't for everybody else. This is mysteries for you. You begin to pray out mysteries and reveal things for your life, for what the next steps need to be. If you don't know what to do, if you ever have, a, have something that you need to do, the first thing you need to do is nothing. You wait until you have direction. Now, it doesn't mean you do nothing as far as you sit on the couch and just stare. No, you, you take action into the next step. You don't do that yet. But you begin to take action with the Word of God. You begin to pray. You begin to ask the Lord, and you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. When you don't know what to pray, we're going to get into this a little bit tomorrow, but you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. The, but unto God, for no man understands him, but he that speaks in an unknown tongue, no man understands him, Howbeit in the Spirit we speak mysteries. So we reveal things. Things start to become revealed to you and me when we pray in the Holy Ghost, and he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. We build ourselves up. We begin to get confident on the things of God and start to reveal mysteries for our life so that we have answers to things we didn't know how to know what to do. How do you think, how do you think that, um, like our, our man, Abraham back in Genesis, how, how did he, out of everybody that was on the earth at that time, why did he have such a close relationship with God get revealed so many things? And, and God speaking to him and telling him where to go and what to do. Well, he had such a close relationship. He was in constant communication with God, which is what this prayer language is. It is a communication time with God. We begin to, we begin to speak out these mysteries, the things that God needs to reveal to you and me about what, we, what our next steps in life need to be. Uh, turn with me into John 16. Let's back up a couple verses. A couple books, anyway. John and 16. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. Amanda, good to see you this morning. Thanks for joining. Bess, good to see you. Andre, good to see you. Thanks for joining, guys, and watching with me. Danielle, good to see you. I see you on there. I know I, Danielle shared an article with me, too. Um, you know, they uh, it's everywhere right now. Jessica, good to see you this morning. I'm glad you're having a great, terrific Tuesday so far. Good to see you. Elaine, good to see you. Thanks for joining this morning. Miss Connie, it's good to see you. Ruth, it's good to see you. Thank you guys for joining. Claudette, thanks for joining and being with me live. Appreciate you. If you're on Twitch, I see you guys on Twitch. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, comment. Be sure to comment or participate in the, uh, in the feed here so I know that you're with me. Um, I can see that you're on, but I don't know who it is. Um, Mandy, good to see you this morning. Thanks for joining. Amanda, I see you on there. Uh, good to see you, Jared. Good to see you, brother. Hope you're doing well, man. A lot of exciting stuff happening. I'm um, going to bring an update. Justine was texting me yesterday about the school, and uh, I'll bring you an update as well, Jared. I've, I've got some exciting things, and I know Holly's getting involved too. Um, but a lot of good stuff. We're trying to build um, some great things for the kids and build for the future so that we can protect the children. Um, a, lot, a lot of big stuff to come. Randy, good to see you. Mom, love you. Thanks for being on. Love you guys. It's good to see you guys on this morning. Look at all you people awake and ready to read the word this morning. Does everybody have their Bible? Hope you're reading your Bible with me and participating. If not, that's fine too. Uh, if you're listening later by a podcast, thanks for listening and joining. Appreciate that. But John 16, let's go to verse... Um, thirteen. John 16 and verse 13. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Verse 13. How be it, however. Hold on, let me, uh, I'm going to open the Amplified in case you want to see that as well. What did I say? Verse 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come and the Holy Spirit's a he, it's a, it's not an it. The Holy Spirit's not transgender. He's not confused. The Holy Spirit's a he, it's a, it's a real being and he lives on the inside of you and you can get overflowed and filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is what happens. However, when he, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will, glor he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All the things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will make a take of mine and declare it to you. I can't make it any more clear than that. The, the Bible cannot make it any more clear than that. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and tell you, tell you things to come. Write this down. My relationship with the Holy Ghost reveals to me my future. Write that down. My relationship with the Holy Ghost reveals to me my future. Out of the Amplified, it says, but when he with the spirit of truth, the truth giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, the whole and full truth. You could say the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Help me, God. But it says the whole full truth, for he will not speak his own message of his own authority, but he will tell you whatever he hears from the father and he will give the message that has been given to him and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come and that will happen in the future. How good is that? Everything that the father has is mine. And that is what I meant when I said that he, the spirit will take the things that are mine and reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. Man, that's powerful. Everything that the Father has is mine. That is what I meant when I said that He, the Holy Spirit, will take the things that are mine and reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit them to you. Declare, disclose, and transmit. Let's take it to the dakes. Man, I love reading stuff like this and just getting revelation. Meditating on these things that that the Holy Spirit, my relationship with him will reveal my future to, to me. And, and here's a, here's something interesting about this is when the Holy Ghost reveals things to you, a lot of times it doesn't make sense or agree with what other people think and feel. And that's OK. It's not that they come against you or that they attack you or whatever the case is, but it may not align with what other people think, believe, say, feel. And that's totally OK. Because your relationship with the Holy Ghost is not what somebody else's relationship is with the Holy Ghost. You have a relationship with the Holy Ghost and he's going to declare, disclose, and tra transmit things to you to reveal things to you. It's in verse 15. Let me, let me get there so I can read it out of the dakes. Verse 15. 
And all the things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said, and I shall take, and he shall take of mine, and he shall show it to you. Let's back up a little bit. And I have many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but shall, uh, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak, and he will show you the things to come. He will glorify me, for you shall, he receives what is mine and shall show it to you. He doesn't have a lot of footnotes on this. So that's powerful, man. Declare, disclose, transmit it to you. What does praying in the Holy Ghost do? It declares mysteries. It discloses the mysteries to you and transmits them to you to reveal things. If you're stuck, if you, have, if you don't have clarity on something, that's the time to get revelation and re to get things revealed to you from the Holy Ghost is by praying in the Holy Ghost on a regular basis, having a relationship with the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit, when, you have, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you're praying in that heavenly language, the Bible says that Jesus and the Holy Ghost are one. Everything that the Father has, God and the Father, or Jesus and the Father, they are one. And everything that they have, it says that the Holy Spirit has and takes these things that are mine, Jesus said the Holy Spirit takes the things that are mine and reveals it to you and me. He declares it, discloses it, transmits it to us. Can't get any more powerful than that. What do you need? What do you, where do you need direction? What, which way do you go? How do you do this? We're going to do the same thing for this school situation with our daughter. I'm not going to tell to the national web where we're bringing our daughter to school or where she currently goes to school. But when we go to these different schools or, and we try these, you know, we tour these different facilities, we're not just going to make a feeling or uh, make a decision based on what's on the walls in the cafeteria. We're going to pray in the Holy ghost. We're going to get answers from God, get revealed, get some disclosed information, some private information transmitted to us from God, because he knows more than we do. He knows all things. He's, he's going to reveal all things to you and me. Hey, be sure to share and like the post while you're on here. Hit the share button, hit the like button. But we're talking about keeping God's power, keeping God's power in our life. Listen to this out of Mark 16. Jesus said, He who believes and adheres to and trusts in, hold on. Verse 17, rather, and they attesting signs will accompany those who believe. And these attesting signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons and they will speak in new languages. In the New King James, it says they will speak in new tongues. That's, what our that's where our power lies, is within the, the ability to reveal the, the truth of what God has put inside of us. And we pray that out. We pray those mysteries out. 
I'm telling you, what do you need an answer for? What do you, what are, where are you confused? Where is there some, somewhere you need an answer or revealed something that you don't know what to do? I've been there. I get it. I understand. What do I do in this scenario? Where do I go? Who do I talk to? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to pray about? What am I supposed to ask for? Who am I supposed to talk to? The answer to that is in through your relationship with the Holy Ghost. And you can't look for, when, when God begins to reveal it to you, it'll be new information. And he'll say, do this. You know, and it may not be in an audible voice. It's probably not going to be in this extravagant experience. But within you, you'll know what to do by praying that thing into reality. By praying in the Holy Ghost, he'll reveal mysteries to you. And you can't look for it to be like, oh, well, I know, I, you know, that makes sense. I totally understand that. And I totally agree that that was the practical thing. It may not be the practical thing to do. We got to get out of our heads with that kind of stuff that um, it's going to be the thing that makes the most sense. Now, I'm not saying be weird about stuff, you know. Um, You know, a lot of people mistake spiritual things for weird things. Just because it's weird means it's spiritual. No, that's that's no, it's just weird. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to have your eyes rolled back in your head and being, you know, look demonic and demon possessed every time something spiritual happens. That's no, you can be very normal and it can be a very normal thing, but it can be something that you would have never thought of, or God can tell you, give you direction on a thing and reveal some things to you that don't make perfect financial sense. So one another thing, right? Like, like us being like we're, we're we, us bringing our daughter to be in a private setting. I'm bringing that up because of the relevant things that are happening. But I want to show you why praying out in the Holy Ghost doesn't always have to make financial sense. You know, the school district we're in is a is nines and tens. There's I can't we can't find a school in this school district that we're in that's below a ten rating out of ten. Ten out of ten. They're phenomenal schools based on the academic uh, criteria and the teaching, whatever, however they grade the schools. Why would we go pay for another school? Well, we, we, we're praying out mysteries. We know there's things that need to be done, so we're following the Holy Ghost in His direction on certain things. It's, power, it's important to do that. You miss God sometimes when you don't, when you try and mathematically make things work or try and, you know, uh, figure your own way around certain things it, it doesn't always make the most sense so hey look i love you i'm done for today uh, we've read the word we got revelation um i'm so glad to have everybody with me this morning and, and that you joined if you're listening or you're watching thank you so much for listening and watching be sure to drop a comment in the comment section to let me know that you enjoyed be sure to hit the share button get the word out um and then hit the like button and hit one of the hearts or the the you can hit any of the emotions on there. I, any involvement is wonderful. Just let me know that you're watching and participating. If you're on Twitch, thanks for watching on Twitch. I uh, hope you get involved next time or let me know that you're watching. And, and uh, on YouTube, if you're watching my YouTube, um, slowly building up some followers on there. But uh, we're reaching people in these morning devotionals, believing God for big things. We need a, a big studio so that we're not waking up my family at 6 in the morning uh, doing it from our home. But we're believing for a big studio. 
believe in God for some um, the next interviews we're going to be doing. I've got some people in mind. I'm going to have my pastor, Richard Summerlin, back on to do an interview with me. And I've got some um, things on my heart for some interviews we're going to do and meet some people, get some intake for um, some things that are going on around the nation. And uh, a lot of big stuff going on. You know, choose to choose to be on the on the good side of what's going on in the world and in the nation. And that's on God's side. Get on God's side with things. Well, I love you so much. Hope you have a great day today. I will see you in the morning. Watch this outro video. If you want to partner with us, you can do that financially and by prayer. Both of them work and they both have return harvests on them. But the seeds that you sow, if you sow money, it has a harvest in mind. Uh, God has a harvest in mind for it and that produces more money. And so, so into the ministry allows us to do a lot of things. And thank you for everybody that does partner with us. Love you so much. But I love you. Have a great day today. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Love you so much uh, for Get Up With God. We just got up with God. See you tomorrow morning bright and early. Love you.